Hey, welcome back to the Zeitcast, everybody. So I just finished up an unbelievable conversation with my friend, Will James. Um, we were just talking about this, actually, how much I wanted uh, with the podcast this time it to be more a revolving door of uh, the people that I love the most and live my life with. And I just thought that conversation was brilliant, man. First of all, thank you for that. Oh, so good. Good. thank you. I was glad to do it. I want us to have some fun. And I want us to talk about the NBA. I don't care if this yes. seems rational. I don't care if no one listens. I don't if my mom doesn't listen. I love my mom. I'd love it if she did listen. But if no one the point is that if no one cares, I need to be able to talk yes. about the NBA. Well, yes. I don't know if people understand just how much estrogen I'm surrounded with right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, between Nicole, Caitlin, Alexa, Ashlyn, Stella, our dog, Lucy. I mean, outside of Kingston, like it's a whole lot. I just I just need to sit down with a friend and be able to talk about basketball Let's sometimes. Do Let's do it. Now, part of my experiment though for this tonight, um, since we've already I mean, we already had a little bit of bourbon, I wanted to save this till we started recording. So, knowing that you've been enjoying some rice, y'all know I say rye, not rye, rye. Um, but since you've been enjoying some rye, this <laughs> is the barrel seagrass. Have you had this? I have not. Okay, Barrel um, makes just, all of their stuff is really beautiful and special in some way. And they do these kind of crazy finishes. I am about to do a video sometime in the next couple of days on my five favorite bourbons of 2021. This is going to be on it. Okay. I think this is my favorite, I think this is my favorite rye of last year. And it can sound a little out there because it is a rye whiskey finished in Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy barrels, which sounds like a lot going on. Yeah. But I'm telling you, um, I think uh, I think this is pretty special. And so I was, I intentionally waited to pour until we started so we could kind of get a, let me get you a little more, yeah, a bit of a, uh, of a real-time reaction. Uh, but this is a bottle I especially love. So, I mean, just nose that a little bit first. That is a lot going on, my friend. Clear the sinuses a little bit. <laughs> that is a lot going on. Oh, yeah, this is 119 okay. proof. Okay. High proof, but oh my goodness. I don't know anything. I've, I've never tasted anything remotely like this. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to prepare for this. What? Right? How about that? Wow. Some kind of finish, right? Yeah, I'm, I am not picking Ooh. right for myself. You are doing very well. Uh, well, I'm so glad. I'm so, You're doing very well. And tell me if you agree about this. I feel like some of the stuff with Barrel, they can get. They have a few releases that are really experimental. But to me, this it's recognizably a rye. And it is just yep. a, it's a really wonderful rye. But just then that, that finish just kind of, it does feel like it kind of creates something new in a way I just yeah, love. That's good. I've I've had uh, I've been to a barrel tasting. Okay, but we we stayed kind of standard. I see. It's kind of along the heatness spectrum, but there was no special blends or I see casks or anything. That is something. Yeah, I like that. Well, I'm glad that you dig it. Like I said, I'm it's just also kind of dangerous. It is dangerous. It is dangerous, and I love this whole idea of even. Uh, the marketing of it, of sort of uh, highlighting the grassy oceanside notes that we love in rye. And I feel like you do get something of you that. Do. It's sort yeah, of yeah. like a, 
it, I first had a bottle of this in the summer. I think we finished in August, and I hadn't had any since until recently. And I was so, and I wondered if it would be more like a summer drinking whiskey. I'm like, oh no, uh, this is one I would enjoy year round. If I really, don't have to put an ice cube in it, right? That's right. That's right. Yes. It is salt. <laughs> well, we're not making um, we're not make, making the podcast all about uh, bourbon. I did want you to enjoy some of this barrel seagrass, all because we'll. Will's one of those people in my life who's always going to have access to the good stuff. Um, I I need to talk about the NBA. So I think um, the first thing I want to ask you about and just riff about a little bit here. Well, because I guess we talked about this in the last week or two. You know that I'm kind of ride or die with Westbrook. Like, I love him. Mm -hmm. I love him. Like, I understand the flaws. Sure. I understand the metrics. I understand, you know, he's played with some of the best players ever in the game and hasn't won a title and all the issues are like whatever but I'm certainly going to pull for Russ forever and I'm watching this LA experiment very closely a lot of drama happening with the Lakers right now I'm always have a thing anyway for like I feel like I'm always pulling for veterans you know I think with my whole thing about like second chances and you know find out what's really in you kind of thing whatever what do you think with the Lakers I mean AD is back yeah. So, I'm a lifelong Laker fan. I don't think uh, I knew that. My first memory, actually, my earliest memory is from the, uh, I guess, the back-to-back. Did they go back-to-back-to-back? Or just back-to-back in the 80s, early 80s? I don't think they ever three-peated. I think because the, the, that's part of what made the Bulls. So it seemed like they went, right. But they went back-to-back more back than to once. Back-to-back more than once. The second time they went back-to-back. Because my mom has always been a Laker fan. Yeah. So in our first house, um, during that finals, the second of the back-to-back, I was I had paper wads and a Lakers shirt. <laughs> and I was doing, like, turnaround jumpers in my little pampers. I mean, I was a <laughs> small child. Uh, but that's my earliest memory, is watching on this little box TV on the floor... East 15th Street in Ada and shooting paper wads into the wastebasket next to the TV. I love this. While my mom was just rooting and rooting and rooting. Who like, was your favorite so, Laker? Like, who was your guy? I was a James Worthy guy because okay. I, wow. I liked the goggles. Yeah, interesting. Uh, mom was a massive Magic fan. Uh, okay. Magic's the best. I love Magic Johnson. I love him. Uh, but so yeah, so the Lakers have always been everything. Um, and so to, to land LeBron, yeah, was great. Yeah, because uh, Kobe, Kobe's my Kobe's my favorite all time. Mm-hmm. Like I know mm-hmm. I know Jordan is Jordan. Yeah, Co- I'm a Kobe guy. Yeah, um, loved him. My son, like my son's understanding that men can have emotions. Mm is centered around losing Kobe Bryant. Really? Wow. That I was that was inconsolable. That was the people I could I could I get that. Inconsolable. And he was just like he understood life and death mm. from that. And that, that was not mm. the first time we'd experienced it. Yeah. Uh but I was not okay at all. And he was sitting right there the whole time and was just like, oh this is like a like he thought me and Kobe were best friends. Like oh, he, he was like, oh, you lost like a really good friend. I'm like, no, I did not know Kobe Bryant. I just love Kobe Bryant. Yeah, but uh, no, he's my all-time favorite. So, but to have 
LeBron in. Yeah. Westbrook was the guy I was glad we kept. Kevin Durant is an excellent basketball player. I was not sad to see him go. <laughs> uh, I love Russ. And then have to have Mello in. Mm. I, I love this. I love this. Whatever this is. Uh, like, I don't know if it's going to work. No. But this like old guy rehab I know. Laker thing I is know. my favorite thing that's happening. See, it's so interesting. And I mean, like, even if it's not a good experience, I'm so like, I, I, I'm so into it. I don't mean to derail us because I feel like I find ways to bring this up probably too much because, I mean, as you do. But have we talked before about the one time I got to talk with Kobe at the White House? Have we ever talked about this? No. Now we have to. We never talked about this? I don't think so. Did you see that picture? The photo I have of Kobe? Of you and Kobe? Yeah. No. Man, all right. Well, okay, so quick sidebar. And what year was that? The White House? Man. It, this is a long story. Um, somebody who worked in the Obama administration was very kind, had been kind of been listening to things, watching things like whatever, invited me to a couple really cool events at the White House in the last year of the Obama administration, one of which was the opening of the African American oh, Museum sure. of History. Museum, yeah. And they had the reception at the White House. And so I was invited to I was invited to the White, uh, White House reception in the East Wing, and I can't stress enough like not like in some humble bumble way it truly was. I, I've never been more overstimulated, more like out of place in a wonderful way, but just so excited. I, mean, I just felt the most uncool person ever. I mean, because you're in there and like that's where I had my funny encounter with Samuel Jackson. Uh, I don't know if you heard, have heard me tell time about out. this. Time out. You ever heard me tell you this? Time out. I, I I think I maybe have caught some of that, but just time out. <laughs> Kobe, Sam Jackson, and Obama? Quincy Jones, Oprah and Stedman. It was like, dude, I'm telling you, like everybody famous in black America dude. was in that room. And then I'm like, <laughs> and I'm going around like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hey y'all! Like, I've never felt more like more ridiculous in my life. <laughs> but no, oh, really, awesome. it was crazy. It was that's just crazy. Awesome. Uh, yeah, because like the um, man, I'm riffing too much now. The the Sam Jackson thing was embarrassing because I lost my cool trying to introduce myself to Samuel Jackson. Of course, because he's like the coolest man ever. Yes, it's not just like in movies. Like in real life, he was there in a in a chocolate brown suit that was perfect. And I mean, he looked every inch the movie star like you want him to be. Sure. And it was just so funny because I'd been rehearsing this whole like, what I'm going to say to Samuel Jackson and being the movie buff that I am, I had this whole like, you know, oh, I'm going to do like deep cut, like show him that I'm really care and like this is, I'm not just ordinary, like whatever. <laughs> and the way that actually came out was, uh, um, excuse, excuse me, Mr. Jackson. Um, so I was just wondering... If I could get a photo with you, because I'm a I'm a fan. I mean, I know everybody's a fan, but I'm I'm like a mega fan. <laughs> <laughs> and in the most like S Sam Jackson, like movie Samuel Jackson way, he had this like incredulous raised eyebrow that was like still like being nice. It was like a mega fan. <laughs> This large, giggling, white man. 
it's so funny. But oh, I was just, man. it was the most embarrassing thing. But I also, I was in the room just long enough. The reception went on long enough that I think Kobe Bryant was over there. I was like, okay. I, those are the two people. I was like, I have to talk to. I didn't try to meet Oprah or like whatever. I have to talk to Samuel Jackson. I have to talk to Kobe. Kobe, I, I walked over to. And man, it was kind of opposite. I think I didn't overthink it quite as much. He was so gracious. We had like the sweetest, it was only like 10 minutes, but it was like the sweetest conversation about like life and basketball and family and, you know, not like you know somebody from a couple minutes, but it's like he projected the same thing that I really feel like you saw from afar, that whatever people think about Kobe and the sexual assault uh, allegations, he was like, what, he was 19 or 20 or like whatever. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody in public life more embody that kind of Richard Rohr sort of. There was like first half and second half. I just yeah. like second half Kobe Bryant. He just felt like a different person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. like still is, is every bit the star, but the, just a humility and a gentle. You know what I mean? Like obviously, always. I mean, Mamba. I mean, you always always a competitor, but oh, it just seemed so so kind and generous and. Well, and that's the kind of adjustments you want to see. Like, yeah, if you get yourself into. A situation like that, you don't want to just ram your head against the wall and say, "Look, you know, let's just ignore it." Like he, right, but he, right. he had to, he had to adjust. Yes, he needed yes. to adjust. He needed to adjust. Um, and I don't, you know, not to speak too much on that particular thing because it's a older deal, and who knows what all went into that. Um, but I no, it's it's uh, that's part of it. That's part of why I appreciate him so much. Yeah, was that he, you know, he took that and allowed himself to alter and change mm. and grow. Mm. Like, mm. and this is a thing we all need to do. Like when we yeah. find ourselves in situations, whether they are obviously completely our own doing or not. Like you know, what, how do we respond to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did well. Yeah, um, if he definitely that, that I love it. Even the, the, felt like the sense of someone who gave himself permission to kind of become and 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 grow and transcend, yeah. like whatever. And I just think, I mean, that's part of what's kind of an, the unfair thing, maybe, about people putting on a stage when they're that young. But then, like you know, hey, like then you, I don't know. I feel like that was one of the things that I I loved about. Watching Kobe the years, it's like you get to see somebody like yeah, mature and grow up and clear in a way that seemed very visible. Start yeah. to see the world differently, engage the world differently. Well, he was shifting so much after he retired. Yes, to this yes. Whole new thing and he got an Academy Award. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, his uh, he was able to turn that determination into the next thing. Yeah, um, and then focus that on the girls and I don't know. Well, I didn't mean to derail us with Kobe stuff. I just I realized we had never talked about that. I'm like, yeah. okay. So to get back though to, to Lakers, you're talking about Kobe, and then now you get LeBron, mm. and now and we get all the OG guys on the squad. Yeah, I, oh, I'm nervous. Yeah, I want yeah. them to do amazing. Um, it's not going great no. right now. They're in striking distance. That's fine. We like that. Um, significantly worried about Golden State. Yeah. They're Golden putting the squad together. 
They're going to be tough. I feel like Golden State's going to be real tough. I think they're tougher than their record even looks now. Because yeah. I feel like fully healthy, and by the time Clay's just had a minute to be a little more integrated and all that, I feel like they're going to be nasty. He's an absolute monster. Yeah, they're going to be nasty by the playoffs. Nobody's ready for Clay. No. Nobody's mm-hmm. ready for Clay. He's been sitting around just waiting. That's right. And waiting. the way they move the ball, I've not, I don't know when I've seen a team like Golden State either in terms of you got, I mean, that team, in a good way, you've got so much age on like. You know, Steph and Clay and Draymond have played together for so long. But that young core they've got is so good. That level of potential, I feel like, you know, they. Uh, it's clear they've gone beyond their hopes and reckoning, really, with draft picks and stuff. I mean, they're kind of like... You know who I'm happy for? Mm. Wiggins. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. Because he got... He got saddled with that issue. Yes. You know, he comes yes. in after LeBron leaves Cleveland. Right. They get rid of him when he comes back. Right. And it's all, he'll never, you know, he'll never amount to anything or whatever. And then here he is. Yeah. He's finally kind of reaching the all-star level. People uh, dismissed I'm, I'm, him for so long, too. Yeah. How many times did you hear that? Andrew Wiggins, like, is a disappointment. A and, like, yeah, he's, he was called a bust for so and long. Like, I don't know. That guy looks pretty good at basketball. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I love that he made the all-star team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, I'm, yeah, I'm worried about them because I need, I need LeBron to get one more. I do too. I do too. I need him to get one more. I do too. I know he's never going to supplant Mike. Right. If you go in a direct right. one-to-one comparison. Yes. But if you can catch Kareem. Right. If you can get a fifth. Yeah. So if you, if you can tie Kobe. Mm-hmm. And pass Kareem, you've got three championships, or I'm sorry, three different teams you've taken to yes, championships. Yes, yes. You've crossed conferences and yes. taken championships. It's so funny for me because like, I for a long time was not a LeBron guy, but I think this is true in sports, it's true in life. As people age, they win me over. Sure. Like I love lines on a face. And I, I, I know specifically with LeBron, I know when I became like, went from being a, a mild hater to like a fan. It was actually the year they, uh, one of the years, they lost to Golden State. But it was the year they lost to Golden State and Kevin Love and Kyrie had both gone down. Mm. And LeBron, and I think they, Golden State ultimately won four to two. But LeBron's performance in that series, to this day, most Herculean thing I've ever seen. By an athlete. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a tank. He was unreal. It felt like five on one out there. Yeah, no, no, no. And he the, should have won finals MVP. That's right. He oh, totally. The damage he inflicted on them, they could not stop him. He should have won it. I mean, it was just, and he and they came so close. Mm-hmm. They came so, so close to beating them just on sheer will and tenacity from one guy. That's when I was like, okay, I'm a LeBron James fan because <laughs> I was so impressed with that. But I'm the same way now, like later later career. Like I really w- want him to get another chip. Uh, I like this Lakers experiment. There's so much buzz and chatter, of course, about like the Westbrook. The, my, the funny thing for me about the Westbrook deal is I feel like everybody issues such ironclad proclamations about it. And look, I, don't get me wrong. As much as I'm a Westbrook fan... I will admit to, yes, we do have a pretty good track record at this point in terms of like, okay, bad performances in the playoffs or, you know, uh, chucking a bad three late game when it's on the line, like that kind of thing. We've seen plenty of that. Yeah. But I also think all the way back since he was in Oklahoma City, we have years now of seeing Westbrook 
be one of the worst players in the league for a few months, and then from basically February to the end, being insane. This is my hope. This is my hope that he's he's played so poorly. Yeah, he's had so many turnovers. It's like we'll let him do it in the in the regular season. Yeah, but if he figures it out, totally. I, you don't want to play him seven times. You don't want to play him seven times. That's, no, that's that's all no. there is to it. That's that's it. That's it. He he took the Russ took the Wizards to the playoffs by himself last year mm-hmm. because of the last three months or something. When it, you know Bills out and it was just him, like just going bananas. But that's the thing about going seven games. I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, you know, if everybody's healthy, LeBron and AD, Russ, even if maybe he did end up coming off the bench, like whatever. I think. That's a scary team yeah. to anybody in the playoffs. And I can't help but think, even especially because of all their experience, that they're still going to find a groove. Yeah. And, and don't sleep on the idea that LeBron has spent an actual considerable amount of time this year playing the five. Right. Right. Which is wild. It is wild. That he can go from the one it to the wild. two to the three to the four to the five. But... If he gets comfortable in that, because AD doesn't like to do it no. necessarily. Yeah. Um, but you don't need him to do it against everybody. Yeah. yeah. So if you're playing a small team and can kind of mess that rotation around, like, yeah. I don't know. I need, I need Frank. I need Frank to do a little more. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I need Frank to do a little more on the coaching perspective. Yes, yes. With the lineups and everything. But I just, I think that's a terrifying prospect. I, th- uh, I think they are. We can put AD at the four. Yeah, I know. You can't I do know. I know. A six eight two fifty or whatever LeBron is, who it, will just stand over your shoulder and wait for you to elevate, and then knock that into the third row. This makes me feel like the ultimate armchair basketball fan right now, where it's like, okay, I'm sure there are things we're missing or something, but I feel like the stuff they've done with LeBron at the five, I mean, they just they just kill people with that lineup. The way the Warriors. For years, we're killing people with Draymond at the five. I don't see how that, like, if you start really, I just, I, I feel like a lot of, I mean, you know, man, I, for a while, I know there's a lot of, you know, Frank Vogel was getting too much heat because he didn't select the team, blah, blah. But I don't understand trotting out, you know, DeAndre Jordan or maybe Dwight like, at the five when you've got that. I, that's a nuclear lineup. And I just yeah. think, like, moving more towards, like, small ball, I know. You, I think other teams are going to be terrified, and I, gosh, I just don't hardly see how it doesn't work. To see, even though the sample size has been small, how much more confident they play yeah. since AD has been back, because yeah. then you've actually got a strong defensive presence yeah. anchoring down the middle. I think it's that as much as anything. You know, it's just got rim protection. I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think anybody wants to play them. And it's true that in order to get Russ, yes, they so depleted the rest of the roster. But like Brooklyn is dealing with right now, when you get yes, you have a lot of kind of random role players or whatever. But then I don't know, like Malik Monk is stepping up. He looks great. He's getting like being more of a three point sharpshooter than I think anybody conceived him to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think there's still time. I, yeah. I I just think it's I think it's weird. I know most analysts have that to just count out the Lakers. Yeah. I, I don't know how you count any LeBron team at this point. No. Really, you can't. You can't take. A team, your team to the finals, what nine years in a row? Yes, and it didn't matter what the constitution of that team was. That's right. The only the only consistent thing was you. Yes, yes. Nobody can say that. Nobody yeah. can say that. Yeah. Well, 
I guess Bill Russell can probably say. Right, right. But that was a long, long time ago. Right. There's more teams. It's a lot of different ways to play. But, I mean, and, and that, to me, is an interesting concept. When we talk about Golden State, but then if you run the Lakers with LeBron at the five, yeah. I mean, Draymond can't do anything about that. No, no. Like, you need, you need right. a wing wow. defender a little bit. Like, you've got to deal yes. with Clay and you got to deal with, with Steph. But if they come in and they got to face AD and LeBron on the way right. to the basket, right? They're not going to be hot seven games in a row. And like Trevor Reza, blown out sometimes. T- that's a hundred percent. Trevor Reza looked horrible for a while there. It was kind of like, why are they still putting him or Avery Bradley out there? But like Trevor Reza suddenly starting to look like more of his old self. I mean, yeah. if he's able to actually give some, bring some of that defense on the perimeter and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like. And that, it could that's be still a squad. It could be interesting. If Milwaukee comes out of the East, they got one guy. That's right. That's right. And he's a an excellent guy. Yes. An absolute yes. freak of nature. But it's one guy. That's well, and I think, and I think the same principle how Russ has now for years waited to the last three months to turn it on. I feel like it can't be overstated. Yes, LeBron has put up some gaudy numbers, especially with AD out and that kind of thing. Like he's been everybody's like, oh, at 37, it's like he's really great. But I still feel like I still find myself wanting to tell people, you know, it's like he he's not really playing in his highest gear. No, still, no, no, no. no one is as aware of their own body mm-hmm. and reeling it back when they need to and stepping up when need to. And it was just year before last they won a championship. I just yeah. feel like Okay, here is the person who, if anybody in the league has a switch to flip, yeah. it's LeBron. It's LeBron. And he's, he's walking down and shooting threes. Yes. He's walking down yes. and shooting threes because he is reserving the tank. That's exactly right. Yeah. And when it matters, he's going to be driving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nobody to this day can stop that. Nobody's ever done it before. It's an absolute they absolute freight train. But there's no reason to do it for 86 games. And he's hitting more of those threes than he should. And that's yeah. probably been those wild about LeBron and even more respect to his game. He is one of those guys who's developing new aspects. and That's the freaky thing. That step back three might look a little awkward, but like he's, he hits them and he's, he'll, he'll, he'll hit that dagger at the end of the game like whatever. But I'm totally with you. I feel like it's like, no, it, like at the right time, he's going to start just you know, going to the basket. And what do you... But we we'll have a whole regular season of taking that shot. Yeah. So when you yeah. adjust to it, it's not I haven't been shooting these all year. Yeah. I've been shooting these all yes. year too much. Honestly. Yes. Yes. So where now I've got I've got it kind of figured out. It's because uh, Russ isn't going to keep turning it over. No, I don't think so. And I feel like you know, that's where getting all the Russ hate. For one. He's not a jerk. There's a reason I feel like he's beloved in locker rooms. Teammates tend to yeah. like Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook. But I feel like beyond that, it's like, he, I think he cares what LeBron thinks. Mm-hmm. LeBron has been has always been so good at, you know, getting the best out of people around him and stuff like that. Again, I just feel like it's just so premature to judge that as yeah. a failed experiment when it's, it's, it's just still happening in real time. Well, you kind of wonder if they've had that conversation of like, look, the yeah. regular season is how we're kind of getting ourselves ready. Yes. Yes. We'll probably be able to win enough games to get into the, That's right. the playoffs. That's right. Seating doesn't matter a ton. Yes. Uh, you know, go get yours. Yes. And there yes. might be a, a feeling out process that they're dealing with, but when you're a competition, because the, the big competition was Brooklyn. Yeah. 
But if Kyrie can't only play half the games, I, I mean, what are you going to do? And I want to, that was the other thing. And I know these are like kind of the big ticket NBA stories right now, but I'm so fascinated by it. So with the Nets, I just, I don't know, man. I really thought, you know, you spend enough money and uh, time and, you know, you have these kind of celebrity basketball friendships or whatever. I really am kind of stunned at how much they seem to be imploding right now. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, I buy the smoke with the yeah. Harden stuff right now. Harden quit. James Harden is he not quit. an idiot. He, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's communicating. And I, we've seen for years, Harden, when he, when he starts, he's not being all that ambiguous in the stuff he's saying, even at pressers. No. He's clearly frustrated as hell with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. He's clearly not liking how he's being coached. And it just, at this point, the level at which he seems to be discontent, I'm like, whoa, I just never would have believed that team could be this much of a time bomb in the moment. Because last year, the for the 30 seconds, it felt like it was, to see all three of them playing healthy in the playoffs, those first few games, the Celtics were like, oh my gosh, well, they're, we've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat everybody by 60 points a game. They look so insane. We still have such a small sample size with the three of them together. Yeah. But with KD hurt right now, Kyrie part-time, and then Harden seemingly like this checked out. Yeah, he is checked out. And then he, nobody he, else relying on the roster. He looks just like he did in Houston when he was trying to get yep. to Brooklyn. Oh, he does. He does. Like, he's done. Like He he will not be there next year. That's not. I, I don't believe he will. That That's not a team that should go on a six, seven game losing streak, even if it's mostly Harden and a little bit of Kyrie or whatever. No. Like, no, he he's not. He he and just, I, his body language is I don't know out. how you get those three guys to agree to play on a team together and then don't actually get them to play on the team. Like, I, I don't. They shouldn't lose. No, they really shouldn't. At all. Yeah. And they can't, they can't even play together. That's, I know. I, I, that's bonkers. Like, that, they're giving the East away. I thought somebody would break through to Kyrie at some point or whatever, but apparently it's not happening. Not now. The you know the league's not really caving or cities. What how we put it? That was the first sign when Harden came out and said that he would sneak Kyrie the vaccine. Yes, yeah. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's that's the first sign they're going down south. He wasn't really laughing either. I mean, I feel like that didn't really feel like a joke. That was more like if he had access to him. Yeah. And he caught Kyrie, you know, looking at his phone too long. <laughs> I legitimately think he yes. would do it. Yes. Like, that was not a joke. He w- That was dead yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah. And that's a problem for them. That's no, a real they, problem. It's, it's crazy because, again, even though, I mean, you know, you know, Chicago's emerged and Milwaukee winning last year or whatever, it still feels like the Nets should still be the favorite in the East, but they're just – which begs the big question. And this is what I'm really fascinated to see. Even a couple weeks ago, it would have seemed, I know there was chatter about it, but it would seem so unthinkable that you could actually see a Ben Simmons for Harden trade in some capacity. It doesn't seem ridiculous anymore. No. No. For either team. For either team. That's a that's not a bad move. Cause my here's my deal. Look, I feel like everybody is like Taken all their best shots on Ben Simmons, used all their best jokes, like etc. A lot you can say about Ben Simmons in terms of giving up the playoffs or 
and hey, it's of course it's a bad look. The kind of, I mean, the way he handled everything. I mean, so much you can say about it. But at this point, we have also seen and we know how hard, how toxic Harden can be in a lock in a locker room like in Houston when he decides he doesn't want to play, mm-hmm. and it's feeling more and more like he doesn't want to play. Yeah. I don't care how much and whether or not, you know, he's lost anything physically, there's whole thing, you know, he's in shape enough or whatever. I don't know that I really think Harden has lost that much. I feel like a lot of it has it seems more mental, seems more about being checked out, like whatever. He is a little older, you lose some explosiveness, like whatever. I just know that like for a guy like Harden, we've just seen it with him before. When he decides he doesn't want to be there, yeah, I mean, you know, problem. And if he even if he tries to come back to it, I was I don't remember who was making this point, but how they were calling or not calling fouls for him yes. early on, uh, and have kind of laxed on that. When the playoffs hit, yeah, that comes back up. That's right. That's right. And he's not going to get those easy calls at the rim. And he's if he's going into that unmotivated, yeah, and stops getting those calls. Oh, totally. They're not going to make it out of the first round. Unless, oh, that's unless, exactly right. Unless Kevin Durant has the like goat. Yes. yes. A goat conversation playoff run. Yes. They're not going to make it very far. Yes. Which in fairness he could because he's that ridiculous. Yes. yes. He is unbelievably good at basketball. But that's where again like you can't have and that's what's so wild about the situation. When Kyrie is a part-time player and hey, look, I, as skilled as he is, though, we're seeing the rust on him. I and mean, he hasn't played basketball in how long? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how good you are. No. So, it, and, and I feel like, you know, even though the, the little bit's leaking here and there, we can only imagine how much resentment there really is in that locker room and in the organization towards him. Because it is, ultimately, it's all really ridiculous. And it's obviously not about empowering people and, like, all the stuff they try to, try to say it's about. So, I don't know. I just, like... That the that many toxic dynamics for a for a team, I could totally get why they'd hit the panic button. Yeah, and try to make something happen. Because the thing is, Ben Simmons for all the other issues, or whatever, he's a hell of a defender for a team that desperately needs defense. Mm-hmm. He's never he hasn't hit his ceiling, and you know as many years he's still got under. You know, under contract, I can, I can understand at this point how. I mean, I know the big question right now really is. And will be the question for the 76ers, what's James going to do in the summer? Because if they're not confident that they'd be able to sign up him for a new contract. But I don't know, man. And that's what makes it all so fascinating. The 76ers look so good. And Embiid is just a monster right now. It, I could see where the pressure's mounting there. Like, we got to do something. we got to make something happen even if it's not it's ideal. It's wild that they have an all-star sitting at home. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. And that they're playing the way they're playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because if, yeah. if he if if Simmons and Embiid could reconcile, right, that would be something else, right? Because I I don't think I this is a weird take. I think he made the right play, like mm. the the uh, when he passed up the layup. Mm. I think that was the right call. Mm. Um, like where the defender was, yeah. I think it made sense to give that ball up. Yeah. Now, I also think he did that because of a confidence issue. Sure, sure. But I do think that was the right play. Him getting called out for it jarred him. Yeah. I think because he knows, 
or he believes that was the right play. Yeah. But he also knows he did it for the wrong reason. Totally, totally. And he, I don't think he can get out. I, I literally think he can't get out of his head about that. And I feel terrible for him. Yeah. Because he's an extremely talented guy. He is. And, and those are the most ruthless fans in basketball. They're, yeah. they're not going to let you forget. And that is not the city no. to do the wrong thing. It is not. I, what's so interesting about this, Will, is that because I agree with this so much. I mean, first of all, even though, and I've, you know, the replay's been shown a thousand times, even though it is still like, wow, I can't believe you give up a dunk or whatever, it wasn't like for a buzzer beater player or something. I just think that the amount of scrutiny on that. I do think the ultimate response reaction, it was more about how unaggressive he'd been yeah. the whole series, and especially like in the fourth quarter, how timid, uh, you know, all the trepidation, whatever. It's could like response to that. But I will say, and this is where, look, Simmons, the way he's carried it, I understand why that would engender a lot of hate or like whatever. But I do think it can't be skipped over. And I mean, I thought that when I was seeing that at the time, I'm like, I get it. I always there's always for me gonna room for people's like humanity and like, well, I understand why you'd say that in the moment or like whatever. But I thought both with Embiid's comments that night after the game and with Doc, I was like, Oh, you kinda can't do that to your teammate. Mm-hmm. How do you ever have a future of playing with this person? Like when you when you leave another guy on your unit that exposed. Yeah. And yes, to the point that Shaq keeps making and Chuck keeps making and everybody else or whatever, maybe you look weak or whatever to kind of cave to that instead of fight it. But I also still get it at the end of the day of like, how many guys who are on Ben Simmons level talent-wise who have been an all-star? Because, you know, what he did those first few years in Philadelphia has been really special. Yeah. Have ever been thrown all the way under the bus. Yeah. By their all-star teammate and their coach the way they was. Because I, I feel like they threw him all the way under the bus. They did. But that was not ambiguous. No. They, they put the whole thing on I, his shoulders. I think you can get past the Embiid thing. Yes, I agree. But it was Doc. When Doc yes, was like, yes. I, I don't know if we can win with him as point guard. That's right. That's right. Because all you have to do, because Doc does it all the time. All you have to do is like dodge that question a little. All yeah. you have to do is like, I just think like at a press conference, not a time ever. To kind of go into your innermost feelings, yeah. About don't, like, don't you know? Don't delve deep into the true answer at right, that moment. Right, right. Can you win with him? Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Now you go have the real conversation later. Yes. But in that yes. moment, you have to know to say yes. Like your son played for you. That's exactly right. And also had some really bad moments. And how would you want? You know, I think about, I've actually thought about that. Like, how would you want somebody to deal with your kid? Because like, we've seen him screw up on the floor a number of times. Yeah, that was rough. It's, was it was rough. a little far. It just felt like, you know, because again, I, I didn't feel like it was even the, that passive aggressive. I'm like, okay, that just feels aggressive. When you say you don't know whether you can win, no coach says that yeah. about their player. You always are going to say something like that. Well, of course we can win with our guy. That's the screw up. We just I think, had a bad game. Blah, blah, that's the screw up. I think Ben made. Yes, Ben should have come out and been like, "I don't want him to be our coach. Mm. I'm committed that's to the team. I'm here. Me and Embiid are great. He can't be our coach. Yeah. Now you may lose that. Yeah. But he never made that argument. It was just kind of I'm upset about this. Mm-hmm. 
kind of in a nebulous way. I'm not saying what I'm directly upset about. Right. I'm just upset. Right. And like this week, when he contacts Shaq and basically asks Shaq to leave him alone. I know. I'm like, buddy, that's not a good look. It feels so thin-skinned. It's that's like you're not, not a you're, good. You're just look. not supposed to be DMing on that no. level. It feels like I don't know, man. I don't want to sound like I don't like I know, but I just think there's a certain point in your life where it's kind of like. You have to decide however humiliated you are. This is out of my hands. Yeah. I can't control this. Yeah. The fact that th- he doesn't show openly the energy to engage the 76ers in organization and practice or like whatever, but your DM in check is like, oh man, yeah. no. Because see, I feel like the, at least the one thing that's been consistent with him is I feel like he stayed quiet. Yes. So you don't want to leak into the he press. Said anything that like I'm. I have to immediately reach out to Shaq because I'm so upset about what I watched on Inside the NBA. You want him to think you're not watching Inside the NBA, yeah. you know? and you definitely don't want Shaq to come out and say we both went to LSU, right? Because then it's so that's what Ben said to you is yeah. Well, you that's went right. to my college. That's right. I'm reaching out to you because we have that. Yes. Yes. I could have reached out to Chuck. Yeah. But I had nothing with him. Yeah. We had this LSU connection. You're mm-hmm. like, that's, that's what you're leaning on? I know. The I one know. year you played there and were hurt and didn't right. really play? Right. Like, I don't know if that even no. counts. No, I don't I consider don't him as a kid that played at LSU. No, no, that's true. That's true. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel bad for the guy. I do, too. Because it's like I can imagine being in the situation and having made, I mean, cause not like I have it in my life. Oh, I've made four wrong steps, so now I don't know what to do on step five. Mm-hmm. But you also like, oh man! But it feels like he's still making them. Like I thought the thing yeah. with Shaq is like, dude, just don't, just stay yeah. out of it now. Yeah, yeah. Especially, and and I do feel like at this point too. And I mean, it is what it is. But because as someone who takes very seriously the mental health consideration or whatever, I mean, if he were to play for the Nets this season, it'd be awesome. It feels like that would bite him in the ass too, because then it, the story becomes like. Oh, it's a mental health issue that you can't play for the Philadelphia 76ers, but you're fine to play in Brooklyn. It just it just all feels very clunky. Yeah, I'd almost want him to come out and be like, look, this is not a mental health issue. I mean, maybe it is. Sure. But if he was just like, I'm just mad at them. Right. And I don't want to play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For them. Yeah. F these guys. Yeah. You don't talk to me like, like that. Like, come all the way out right. and say yeah, something that's right. crazy. That's right. Yeah. And then I yeah. think it goes over better than just sitting around and saying nothing. That's right. Especially if Shaq's going to speak up and say, I'm going to stop speaking about him. Yeah. Because he asked me to. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because it just feels like, oh, you told the principal. I know. I know. Like it, just, it just doesn't feel good. And yeah. I, I hate that for him. I do too. Because I like I liked Ben Simmons quite I, a bit. I, 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 I by no means, as, as bad as all that's gone, don't, you know, it's not like I don't feel like he has a meaningful future. I mean, I think, again, the thing that he, the stuff that he accomplished in the first few years. And it, some of it too comes down to, I don't know, just the extent to which people value offense rather than defense. It's like, okay. Yeah. You're talking about easily one of the top two or three defensive players in the game. Yeah. If he scored two points a game, you might want one of the three most elite defenders in the game on your team. To act like it's like it's just the the principle certainly applies the in the inverse with people will take an offensive player who can only score but can't guard anybody. I don't know. Yeah, I just it's, think it's, it's so like there's an expectation thing there because when he was coming out, it was like, oh, this is another LeBron, right? And maybe he's just. 
an extremely good Pat Bev. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> there is nothing well, wrong with no. being a really good Patrick. You have a team win a title. Being extremely good wrong. Pat Bev. Being taller, longer, yep. better defender. Yeah. And can attack. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But if you're being compared to arguably the greatest basketball player that's yes, ever walked yes. the earth, or at least the second, right? you know, uh, that's tough. Then you're a wash, right. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, he's cursed by his own intangibles. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So there's a lot going on. I, I, I just, I hope he can recover from it yeah, somewhere, somehow. Attitude. Not against the Lakers. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It'll be interesting to see. Because I tell you, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. And it's like, you know, I don't know what day this is going to go up. Because the deadline's February 10th. We're recording the night of February 6th. In this moment, I would say, knowing the 76ers might have to give up too much and that kind of stuff, it almost, not my gut could be wrong here, almost feels more than likely that they find a way to move them. That the, even the Harden thing, I don't know. I just feel like... When there's that much smoke, man, I just think too many things have been leaking out of Brooklyn. That's the Harden camp. Yeah. They want people to yes. know that he's dissatisfied. Yes. They want people to know that he wants a shift. And I think, it's, and, and the fact that he's not just making it about, it isn't Kyrie, but it's also at the organization. It's also indirectly at Steve Nash about his rotations yeah. and that kind of thing. Ah, I feel like for a player of James Harden's caliber, that's pretty strong. Yeah. And so I just think if you've got that happening in the locker room, I don't know. It's just I just can't believe we're at a place where it might not be absurd. Because for so long it seemed like Daryl Morey just seemed like, who does that guy think he is? That he's insisting that one of the top 30 players in the game are going to be traded for Ben Simmons. Well, uh, Harden should buy Ben Simmons' house. Yeah, <laughs> right, in indeed. Philly. Like, yes. Look, we're telling you what to do. Here. Yes. We're yeah. telling you what to do. Yes. <laughs> Swap us out. Uh, we, I did, well, we, well, we need to wrap it for sure. But I just like the Harden stuff, though. I just again, we've seen how intentional and deliberate I feel like he really is. You know, it's like even the parts about him not liking living in Brooklyn, he's not shooting anything down. You know, the, all that stuff. They're asking him the questions. It's so easy to like in just a line or two to just shut it down. He's not doing it. I feel like yeah. it's more like you know, like people get dissatisfied for things all the time. Oh. <laughs> It's like, well, I mean, he's not hes not really trying to put yeah. that fire out. And yeah. I think there has to be, there's reason for that. So. Yeah, it's a new day, man. The, uh, the players get it. They're starting to yeah, get it. Yeah, that's right. And they can kind of, they can make things happen if they voice concerns in a certain way. It happens a little slow for the fan. Yes, yes. But uh, it's a power flex. Yeah. So the landscape is changing. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it works the next few years. Yeah. Next few superstars. That's right. Unhappy, like Zion. Yeah. Ooh. He's kind of pulling a Harden of like, eh, I'm going to yeah. stay kind of out of shape so I don't have to play for you. Right. Right. Because I kind of want to be somewhere else. Yeah. And, but then is the next Which team going to so invest in that? Yeah. If someone tells you, if I don't want to be here. That's right. I'm going to make it known and stop trying. That's right. Then why would I put? Why would I invest in you? Like yeah. it's a the power struggle is interesting. It's why without going to whole trying to go to the whole thing about that, but it's why it doesn't seem crazy anymore. I don't know what they'd get with the injury status, but yeah, 
I, I, at this point, I feel like Zion has so clearly telegraphed that he does not want a future with the Pelicans. To be like, well, why wouldn't you consider trading this guy to the Knicks and get three or four significant assets? Get something where you can actually compete instead of, you know, don't wait for him not to sign the extension. That's right. Leave, get in shape on the offseason. Right, right. And now you're like, which he's going to do for somebody else? Yes. I think you know. I do think that. Yes, because they make. If you give people tens of millions, that's right. Yeah, I can get a trainer in, right, and I can get myself in shape in a couple of weeks, yeah. couple of months. We're yeah. good to go. Yeah, you know, and I can let myself go a little bit, right? Because you can't tell me that James Harden doesn't know exactly what he's doing. Yeah, to where like I'm going to look this much out of shape. Right, right. Because when he was in Houston, he looked like he was way out of shape. I know. Yeah, he showed up in Brooklyn and was. Yeah. Ready to go yeah. in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. They know what they're doing. They do. Because people like, and I, I've never said this before, but I feel like things are clicking in my head. People like James Harden, the era they've come up in the NBA, you learn how to be an expert of social media, movement, perception, like whatever. Like that savvy... It's kind of built into your generation. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's grown up with that. And it's like the idea of acting like that people then, like, are some, somehow naively just don't know what they're doing and they're just saying things like, come on, man. You're talking about surely a billionaire. <laughs> and this is a guy, like, it, by all accounts, when he was in Houston, like, it was like he owned the Rockets. Like, this is not a person mm-hmm. who's not aware of the weight of his words or Absolutely. actions or something. Who's kind of like, I mean, this is this this guy's this guy's playing chess. Yeah. I stopped believing that Donald Trump was playing 3D chess or whatever. I think James Harden actually is playing chess, mm-hmm. and it's more like you're an idiot if you think that somebody like Harden is not smart enough to know media narratives and like whatever. Like, I just feel like you know, even leaking things like not li- living. Liking living in Brooklyn, I'm like, yeah. If, if, if and if you and if you didn't think that if that wasn't true, then you would know exactly. Then you would shoot it down. I just think like, oh no, there's something to, there's something to all that. Because it's, it's why would it matter? Right, that's right. With him, with the access that they have, like if you don't want to be where you're at, go somewhere else. Yeah, yes, they're all exactly. somewhere else anyway. Right. They're all in L.A. most of the time. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. they go back to wherever they're playing. <laughs> right, go to like, the parties. And, yeah, that's right. Wherever. Yeah. So yeah. Just, to let out, I don't like it in Brooklyn. <laughs> right. Is a not subtle Yeah, That's statement. right. That's right. Yeah. Because I don't have to let you know I don't like that. That's exactly right. I don't even exactly have to right. be in Brooklyn. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to show up for the That's game. so true. If you're a superstar in Oklahoma City, how much time are you spending in Oklahoma City regardless? Yes. you're going to go. <laughs> I, right. I saw, I used to see Steven Adams out all the time. Yeah. Nobody else. Right. Like, they're doing something. That's they're right. They're going somewhere. <laughs> they're not staying at home, but they're not going out here. That's right. Yeah. That, that's, it just is what it is. You're, you're wherever, whatever party Jay-Z and George Clooney is at, yes. you're going to go to it because it's like, and I get that. You know, like, you yes. become an A-list star in your own right, and you're like, I'm going to do my thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, that, but That's what I miss about Adams because he was so yes. authentic. Like, he was wherever. Yeah. Yeah, that's You'd true. You bump into him anywhere, right? Because he was just, you know, out. Yeah, that's right. Enjoying his time here, and it was, you know, Harden was gone. Yeah, Katie was gone. Yeah, let's see those that's guys true. anywhere. Russ, that's true. 
Well, Russ was around, mm-hmm. but he'd get the whole place. Like, you couldn't also be where Russ was. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, there's ways to do it. Sure. But they're going to they're gonna make comfortable whatever is comfortable. Absolutely. And buying some land here, not a bad investment. Yeah, that's true. In the grand scheme of things. Like, land's not expensive out here compar- yeah. by comparison. Yeah. So you can get yourself a nice little spot to be by yourself right bring the party to you right and then when you need to go to the party catch a plane yeah that's right you know like <laughs> that's this, right you can you can be wherever you want to be yes with that yes. kind of cash that's exactly right so to let out i'm unhappy here yeah it's a business move yeah like, no it's a, telegraphed it's by a spam. real statement and you know when it's not because i feel like those guys really like legitimately all of them will still express some degree of incredulity lebron will it's like you know LeBron will will cut something to quick that's not true, mm. but like when he wants when yeah. he wants yeah. the fire to grow yeah, about well, something, and like hmm. feel free to think that feel yeah think he that. he knows how to not put it out yeah and I just yeah. think like I just think it's dumb to not think that like a guy like Harden is not no they've all they've not all doing learned. that too they have all learned ah. it's, it's pretty to see I like it. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you. I needed to get. I needed to have this NBA conversation <laughs> in my life. I don't know if anybody else did. Hopefully, you did. Um, if you're enjoying the Zycast right now, uh, thank you, especially for those of you who are supporting us on Patreon. It means so much. Uh, so uh, you can support us on Patreon if you like, if you comment, if you subscribe on YouTube. For that matter, on any of the audio platforms, we appreciate it so much. We'll, we have to do this much more often because this is like too much I would, fun. I would love to come back. This is great. So, yes. Yeah. What a great night. Thank you all so much. Uh, new episode of Zeitgeist uh, will be coming very soon. Thanks again.